Before we get into today's podcast, it is just myself on this episode today as Miles is busy with his other priorities and as a heads up, this is recorded before Wednesday's game which is Leicester versus Aston Villa in the semi-final first leg of the Carabao Cup. And now, thanks for listening for this and also follow us on social media which is Talking Football Podcast on Instagram and now enjoy episode 2 of the Talking Football Podcast. Hello, this is Jacob with the Talking Football Podcast, episode 2. I hope you all enjoyed the first episode, because I certainly did. And I'm not with my co-host this week, which the preview should have said. So, Jacob, remember when you're editing this to put this in. (laughs) So, yes, the FA Cup was was at the top of the fixtures this week. And I most certainly enjoyed it, as a lot of games were on, and we're not going to go through all of them, as we'll be here for 25 years. So we're mostly going to mention the Premier League teams this week, and maybe Oxford United, as as something I have to do, because I know someone who sports Oxford, so shout out to them, they know who they are. So we're going to go through the FA Cup fixtures and all the top stories in the football world for you. So the first topic on the show today is definitely the FA Cup. The FA Cup returns again for the third round fixtures, which the Premier League and Championship teams are now in the competition. And it's going to be quite exciting from now on end, which is another topic. Is the FA Cup really, was it dead or... Especially with like Jurgen Klopp putting the team which he put out against Everton, which is the first fixture we will talk about, which was Liverpool versus Everton. And there was a very exciting game, a tale of two halves again, which was like the Brighton and oh, Chelsea game last week. Blimey, weeks go fast. So yes, it was Liverpool v Everton at Anfield, which was a very end-to-end game, as you would say, but not in the first half as Everton. Very, very, very dominated. They had their full strength team out, which is embarrassing. And Liverpool, obviously, as I've said, had their youngsters out. And it should should have been an easy game, really. But Liverpool coming out 1-0 winners, which is very surprising. So Miles will be very happy with that 1-0 win as Liverpool progress into the fourth round of the FA Cup with an absolutely wonderful a wonder goal from the youngster Curtis Jones, who looks a real good talent. And Liverpool have amazing talent on display. You know, you've got your Trents and all that coming through, but they also got like Curtis Jones, Rian Brewster, who has recently moved on loan to Swansea, so good luck to Rian for him. And I, what can you say? Everton should have, they should have done so much better. The chances they had within the first half, they should maybe been outside, but Adrian making three crucial saves inside that first half at the Anfield Road end. And in the end, you have to say Liverpool deserved it, as in the second half, they look composed, they look themselves, they look like the first team, all the youngsters, like Chiravella and all those players. You, hmm. you have to say Liverpool, could they do a treble? Hmm. I think not, but you never know these days. City, they talk about City doing a quadruple, but... That's not going to happen this year, City fans, unfortunately. So, I the big talking point, Liverpool, could they could they win the FA Cup, the same as the Premier League and the Champions League? You absolutely never know. And now we move into my team, 
Manchester United, drawing 0-0 at Molyneux with Wolves. And we'll also talk about Manchester United later, as that's another topic for the show, but a very dull affair at Molyneux, you could say. Man United done one in the first half, maybe should have got a penalty from Brandon Williams going down. But the second half, Wolves dominated, they would have had a goal if, was it, they didn't handball it for the goal. So, you have to say, maybe Wolves, um, most possibly Man United, escaped from Molyneux, as we never do well at Molyneux. And we're also going to talk about the Carabao Cup fixture last night, which was on between Manchester City. Uh, let's say things might get a little angry, as I might let off some steam. And also going into another game, which is Chelsea-Nottingham Forest. A comfortable 2-0 win for Chelsea. Goals from Callum hudson Adoy and Ross Barkley coming back into the affair. There was always the conversation with Ross Barkley, maybe a few years ago, was he was a talented player. And ever since he's moved to Chelsea, he's been a bit, you know, inconsistent. But I do like Ross Barkley, and he should be a player of the future. And Chelsea fans should be happy of what they're doing this season. Well, they're in top four at the moment, just hanging on. It's just not other teams like Tottenham and all that. Not really putting a run together. And now we move on to Tottenham Hotspur during one, drew 1-1 one, one at the Riverside Stadium against Middlesbrough. And you have to say, Tottenham are escaping with a few results at the moment. They obviously lost 1-0 to Southampton was it the last, last week. And... Last week, that was in the same week. Uh. <laughs> Just shows how the Premier League and the fixtures are moving incredibly fast, as Jurgen Klopp is saying. But Tottenham, you know, what I like Tottenham. Don't get me wrong. But they're just a bit inconsistent with Mourinho, and I've seen Mourinho firsthand. But as we've said, Mourinho is just. We said this with Mars last week. Is Mourinho out of date? But. You never know. I think they're going to turn things around. They obviously have Liverpool this week in the Premier League, which we'll preview later. But I think Tottenham, obviously, is going to go to replay the same as Manchester United and Wolves. So I think Tottenham will win. I think, yeah, Tottenham should win against Middlesbrough at home. And I think, who knows, between Wolves and Manchester United, we'll have to preview that next week and yeah so Tottenham still not continuing their fine run of form and obviously we had the and another Premier League team we had Arsenal winning 1-0 against Leeds United and again a tale of two halves which Leeds dominating in the first half as Arsenal looked lacklustre and thought we're just gonna win here boys but Fair play to Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. They regrouped in the second half and they done spectacularly well. A goal from Reese Nelson, which he was a huge talent. Obviously, like did well at Hoffenheim in the first period last year and obviously dipped a little bit afterwards. But he looks a real talent and obviously Nicolas Pepe, not obviously... He didn't get a goal, but I thought he did quite well. Mesut Ozil controlled things in the second half. As I said, I think Mesut Ozil was getting back to his real best under Mikel Arteta. And overall, um, I think they did well, Arsenal, in the second half. But Leeds should have taken them chances in the first half. And it would probably been a different game. But that's life and that's football. Now we move on to a shock result. As I say at Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace losing to Derby 1-0. Very surprising. And the big talking point was VAR. 
VAR yet again. This time in the FA Cup, not the Premier League. But I think this this decision was right. Obviously, Luka Milivojevic been handed a red card by VAR, and I personally agree with that. That one, nothing to argue really. But I mean, the first time VAR is not being argued. That's just my day. My day has been absolutely secured by VAR because I personally do not like VAR, if I'm honest, even though it has handed us a few boosts <clears throat> Paris last year. But <laughs> obviously, it has, I think it's going to get better. You have to say it's getting better, as the Beatles would say. Oh, God, that's always in my head now. But VAR, obviously the discussion again, and I think... It was the correct decision, and obviously the goal coming in the first half, and then the second half just being a dull, aff- dull affair. Now we move on to... Oh yeah, o- Oxford. How could I forget about Oxford? Obviously winning 4-1 against Jeff Sterling's team, Hartlepool. And I had to I had to do this. Not usually I'd cover Oxford United, if I'm honest. But I know one of my uncle is a Oxford fan, so shout out to him. Goals coming from Hall, Baptiste, Forsu Henry and Taylor. And Kitchen getting the goal for Hartlepool, which they did take the lead in nine minutes. And Oxford turning it around. You have to say Oxford are doing quite well lately. And if you're an Oxford fan, I think you should be very pleased with your season. Uh, I not know much about Oxford, personally. But, yeah, I've, see, I've seen them in the table and they're doing quite well. And as I've heard from my uncle, they are doing quite well this season, so... Go on the Oxford, if I'm honest. And also we had Southampton winning 2-0 against former Premier League team Huddersfield. Watford drawing 3-3 with Tranmere. Leicester winning 2-0 against Wigan. Manchester City, obviously easy team FC. Get winning 4-1 against Port Vale. Sorry. Um, 4-1 winners against Port Vale. And that Pope scored. Oh, the banterous tweets he He's put on Twitter lately. They are so funny. I can't believe it. <laughs> he had to. He had to score, didn't he? You, you probably have. You. You had to put money on Pope to score. And obviously, John Stones probably not a happy bunny after the things Pope has been saying about him. And obviously, the banter with Benjamin Mendy after the game will be quite funny. And obviously, Brighton. We said last me and last last week. Me and Miles were saying Brighton were doing quite quite well, but obviously not this. In the FA Cup on the weekend, as they lost 1-0 against Gary Monk's Sheffield Wednesday. And, yeah, you have to say Wizard Brian did awful in this game. Obviously, it's £10 Wizard Brian FA Cup game. But they should have done way better, if I'm honest, from Brian. I've seen comments all over saying people want a refund. Well, you're not going to get a refund for £10, if I'm honest. But... Brighton, could this be start of the inconsistent season? Obviously, they got to the semi-final last year, which did it make their league campaign harder in the end. But maybe this could be a blessing in disguise for Graham Potter and the team, as now they can focus more on the league. And, yeah, you also have to see... Ooh. Fulham losing, F- Fulham losing. Blimey, what am I on? <laughs> Fulham winning two one against Aston Villa, and Dean Smith saying he didn't really care about that game. Yeah, so that is the. Am I missing any? Oh, Bournemouth winning four 0 against Luton. Bournemouth getting back to winning ways, and Sheffield United winning two one against Flid. Lots of games this week, blimey. 
the FA Cup is quite a long fixture list stuff, I'm honest, and it's getting me absolutely razzled-dazzled. But <laughs> overall, you have to say, was it the FA Cup has been successful, as you would say? And another big talking point is the FA Cup, as big as it used to be. As as I've said, Liverpool have put out people are putting out weakened teams. Even Dean Smith said, like, but should little teams like Brighton, like Sheffield United, they should be putting their full strength sides out against. This is probably the best chance they're gonna w- win a trophy. If I'm honest, even like the Carabao Cup. I remember like Aston Villa and Brighton, like. September, I think it was, and then they just put out a weakened team. So, little teams, which why don't they go big in the FA Cup? Which could be another talking point, which we might discuss later. So, yeah, that's the end of the FA Cup section, and we move on. And now we move on to the EFL Cup game, which is was between Manchester United and Manchester City, which took place. We sit at Old Trafford. Like I said earlier, I'll try not to rant, rant, whatever it is. But Manchester United were absolutely abysmal. There's there's nothing else to say about it. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer absolutely lost it. Lost it. Was it? What has happened? Obviously, the team wasn't great. Pereira, Jones, and all that coming in. Obviously, Harry Maguire injured. But it's Solskjaer's fault in the first place for Harry, playing Harry Maguire in every single fixture. I'm not, people are not seeing this. Harry Maguire has played so much football since September. And people are not... Wizard, obviously, people are getting onto Solskjaer now. Wizard, I don't want to get on to Oli. He's, he's a club legend. But when you're making stupid decisions like that, even to play in Europa League games... You've got Phil Jones, who we gave a contract to this time last year, and you're not paying him. It's just it's stupid, honestly. I'm actually and Pereira, ah, oh, Pereira and Jones. Phil Jones got absolutely sat down, like got sat down like a kipper. De Bruyne had a field day. I'm. We've been draw transition period. Trans- We've been in transition for seven years now. It's been seven years since we last won the league. Seven years, and you're telling me, "Oh, it's a transition period." Or oh, we got to trust in the process. It's been a transition period for seven years. I'm honest. I could get onto the board and Edward Wood, but we mentioned them absolutely so many times. It's just becoming a recurring theme. Obviously, I'm a little bit angry, but if you asked me this a few years ago, I'm not as angry as I used to be. <sighs> Obviously, you get the heat of the moment in the game when the goals concede, and the goals were stupid. Obviously, not the first goal. The first goal from Bernardo Silva, you can't do anything about. Maybe Fred or Phil Jones should have closed down Bernardo Silva better, but the other goals were stupid. Lindelof, what are you doing, man? Seriously, we paid thirty was thirty five million for this man, and then he tro- tried to slide and he missed the ball completely. And Morris just goes around the hill. Well, see you later, mate. And it's just it's depressing, severely depressing. Sporting banter FC, which we like we call we like to call Arsenal comedy FC, but we are the epitome of banter. 
We need to, like who is he said, let's sprinkle a little bit more of banter on it. Why not? We are Banter FC since 2013. Make that a shirt. Make it. Banter FC. All in caps. And then ever since 2013. It's just... There's nothing else to say about it, really. Except City were absolutely exceptional. Exceptional. What can I say? Manchester City are doing everything right. Yeah, we like to moan Oil FC empty hand. Yes, we like to banter Manchester City, which I do occasionally, but you have to say they're getting it right. Them and Liverpool are setting the absolute standard. We have never, like, things we've never seen in this league before. Yeah, you could say, obviously, Manchester United ran away with it in the 90s, and Chelsea and Manchester United at the start of the noughties, they ran away with it, really. But you have to say, Manchester City and Liverpool are getting it right and they're making this league high in proportion and making it the best league in the world and you just you can't argue about it really so yeah obviously City winning 3-1 as we go into the match that's my little mini rant over obviously they won 3-1 goals from Bernardo Silva Riyad Mahrez which congratulations for Riyad Mahrez for getting into the African Wizard Team of the Year and Wizard Getting in the top three players, I think it was behind Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. And congratulations for Sadio Mane for winning Best African Player of the Year. And yeah, obviously Pereira, the own goal. And then Manchester United get the goal back with Marcus Rashford in the 70th minute. Is the tie done? Yeah, it's done really. I don't see us scoring. Was it how many goals? Three goals the Yeti had. Obviously, they took away the away goal. And yeah, I just want to say something about that. People are talking about getting the away goal, get rid of the away goal in the Champions League. But I was, I was discussing with like Wizard family earlier. The away goal is a perfect tactical strategy, in my opinion. Like if we just had like obviously like Liverpool say quarter final, they go to the Etihad first leg, they win three nil. It would just be boring, dull affair because there'll be no away goal really, and they they can just sit back and relax. It's, yeah. And City would have to get was it was it four away goals and Liverpool score was it and was it in Liverpool scoring even more? This is just an analogy, terrible analogy, by the way. <laughs> Obviously, we've had a quarter final with them before. That will probably never happen again. <laughs> Say that and then watch that happen again. <laughs> but yeah, was it? I agree. Was I don't I don't agree. Sorry, the the away goals should be getting rid. Of, they should. Obviously, I don't want to say that. See what happened with the game, but I think the away goal should stand, as they were discussing it on Talksport, as I heard. But yeah, I think the away goal should stand in Europe, and it's always been a big staple in Europe before I was born and before, and in Europe European competitions. So yeah, that with the away goal, and obviously the Leicester and Aston Villa game it has was it kicked off yet? But, yeah, I think Leicester will run away with that game, if I'm honest, as Aston Villa, they haven't been doing well lately. And, yeah, I think Leicester will win that, and Manchester City will go through as well. And and we move on. And now we move to the Premier League preview part of the show, and the Friday night game will be Sheffield United versus West Ham at Bramall Lane, and that should be a very exciting affair. Obviously, Sheffield United high-flying at the moment, and West Ham having their new manager, 
David Moyes. Big up the David Moyes. <laughs> Obviously, they won 4-0 four, four against Bournemouth. A very good win for David Moyes. And Sheffield United coming off a 2-0 loss when they went to Anfield against Liverpool. And I think Sheffield United will win... Hmm, I think they'll win 3-1. I'm a bit optimistic there. I think they'll win 3-1 against West Ham United, which will take place at 8 o'clock on Friday, so I think you should watch that. And we move on into the Saturday fixtures now, which will be Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Mikel Arteta travelling with his team to Selhurst Park. And I think I have to predict an Arsenal win for this one, as Crystal Palace haven't been doing great at home, as like last season. And yeah, I think Mikel Arteta should take some positives from the last two games, which was obviously against Manchester United and oh, Leeds. So yeah, I think he should take those displays into consideration and from start to finish, I think they should dominate with possession, with obviously Palace with good counter-attacking with Andre Ayew, but that's his brother, <laughs> Jordan Ayew and Wilfred Zaha. So I think with that game, I think Arsenal will win... 2-1, and with Aubameyang scoring, which I might put Aubameyang in my dream team, and the dream team recommendation this week will be Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Sadio Mane, those are my two players, two African players, which got in the team of the year, as I've said with Mane, and congratulations to Pierre, we're getting into the African Wizard team of the year, so my two recommendations this week will be Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Sadio Mane for the Premier League Dream Team, and also, maybe Mo Salah, but yeah, obviously, Liverpool, and moving on to Liverpool, they travel to White Hart Lane, against Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur team, and Liverpool, obviously, high-flying at the moment, coming off in their last Premier League encounter with Sheffield United, with a 2-0 win at Anfield, obviously, the reverse fixture of this, which was at Anfield, they won 2-1, yep, they won 2-1 with goals from Jordan Henderson and Mohamed Salah, so Mo Salah could score again, which, which I've said to include him, which is my captain in the Dream Team, so I suggest Mo Salah, as he gets a goal, practically a goal and assist every game. So, yeah, I think Liverpool, obviously Spurs not doing well at the moment, and Liverpool doing quite well so I think Liverpool will win this 3-1 as Tottenham's defence I think if Mourinho needs to sign players he needs to sign defenders and obviously we've also heard Musa Sissoko will be out for three months and Harry Kane long term which Harry Kane will be a big loss for them but as I've said before they've got to a Champions League final without him with obviously Son playing in the striking position which means Eric Camelo might come back and play on the left and then Lucas Moura playing on the right and then Dele Alli in the middle or Eriksen was it playing less than number 10 so yeah I think Tottenham should score a goal but I think Liverpool will was it come out 3-1 winners in that game and then we move on to the 3 o'clock games which will be Chelsea versus Burnley. Mm, I can only see a Chelsea win in that one. I'll go for 2 0 Chelsea. Everton versus Brighton. Obviously, Brighton coming off that horrible defeat against Sheffield United at the Amex. And obviously, Everton coming off that embarrassing defeat to the Liverpool under 16s. And yes, um, I'm going to predict an Everton win for this one. I'll go for 2 0 for Carlo Ancelotti's team. 
And Dominic Calvert-Lewin is another player I suggest putting in the Dream Team, as he's already got eight Premier League goals this season. So, big there's a big pressure on his shoulders lately, and he's been scoring the goals. So, yeah, the maybe the next England international call-up, perhaps he could be in. And so-called Danny Ings, as his side travel to high-flying Leicester, who are second at the moment. And I could only see a Leicester win in that one. But I think it might be close. Obviously, the last time these two teams faced, it was absolutely embarrassing for Southampton as they lost 9-0 at the St. Mary's Stadium. So I'm probably going to predict a... It might be close this time, but you never know. I'm going to predict a 3-1 win for Leicester with Jamie Vardy. Should be back. And maybe James Madison, obviously linked with Manchester United, which we'll get to the transfer stories later. And yeah, I think Danny Ings will probably score again. He's in absolute high-flying form for Southampton and could score his 14th goal of the season. Now we move on to Manchester United versus Norwich. Should be an easy game for Manchester United, but you never know. We never know, but you never know. Never know, never know. My catchphrase. And I'm going to say a 3-1 win for Manchester United. And we move on to Wolves versus Newcastle United, which was a 1-1 draw back in November. And I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wolves win. And we move on to the Sunday fixtures, which are Bournemouth and Watford. Obviously, Bournemouth not doing well. And Watford high-flying at the moment with the new manager Nigel Pearson so I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw for this one and the last game is Aston Villa versus Manchester City and I can only see Manchester City winning this one so I'm going to go for 3-0 to Manchester City at Villa Park and that is the Premier League previews done and we move on And now we're going to have a break, and after the break we will be discussing the transfer gossip and all the latest news in the world of football. Join us when we come back. Welcome back to the Talking Football Podcast. I hope you're all enjoying so far, as I certainly am. Although it's a little bit lonely without Miles, my co-host. So shout out to Miles. I know you're listening. Well, hopefully at least. Don't be a bully. (laughs) I want you back for good. But obviously that's that terrible singing over. And now we move on to transfer gossip. Yes, we all like a little bit of transfer gossip. Now, one of the main headlines is Borussia Dortmund are absolutely firm that Jadon Sancho, which is a Manchester, he's also a Manchester United target and a Chelsea target, will not leave Borussia Dortmund this January and only looking to sell him maybe in the summer. And we kind of knew this anyway. A star who's probably not going to leave. Why would you leave when you find for a Bundesliga title? And you're in the Champions League, although they might get knocked out by Paris Saint-Germain. And then we also have AC Milan considering a Christian move. Christian move. I think that's Andreas Christensen from Chelsea, I do believe. Yeah, Andreas Christensen from Chelsea. So, and also got into Syria, we have Inter looking for Ashley Young, and they also want Christian Eriksen, all the Premier League's been absolutely linked to Syria this year, 
And I think Ashley Young, that'll be a good move for him. Probably his last big move in his career. Big, he's done been a good servant at Manchester United. A little bit of a scapegoat, if I'm honest. I've had a few bit of arguments at him. But, yeah, I have to say he's been a good servant for the club. And if he does move, I hope that he does well. And Christian Eriksen, I don't really see that going through. I think that's during the summer. Plus, he'll probably want to move in the summer as he gets a huge signing on fee. And he'll leave for free. But I think Tottenham, in Tottenham's role of this transfer, I think they would want the money now. Obviously, yet again, Manchester United linked to Christian Eriksen. So it's Barcelona and Real Madrid, all the Spanish clubs. But, yeah, I don't really see that transfer happening, if I'm honest, until the summer. So, Christian Eriksen, I think, will firmly stay at Tottenham Hotspur. Moving on, we have Newcastle open talks with with Overlookman. And Chelsea defend interest in the Premier League. Yeah, let's have a look at this story, shall we? Ooh. And Chelsea... Sky Sports, yeah, this has come from Sky Sports, the report from the report can't say this name. Let's reveal Chelsea are very keen to sign a centre back from a Premier League rival up to fifty million. I have to wonder who that is. You can also check these out on Sky Sports, I suggest you check these out and all the other transfer news gossip where you get it. Obviously Wilfred Zaha was it linked with Spurs saying this is from the papers, but Zaha agent forcing the Spurs move. Maybe a bit weird, weird that move for Wilfred Zaha. I think he should stay at Crystal Palace, if I'm honest. And we have lots more rumours for Liverpool, City, Chelsea and United rumours. So I'll have to check those out there because Manchester United, we're linked to everybody. It's just the nature of the transfer window. And going into the big stories, obviously we have Leicester City versus Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup first leg. And yeah, it's going to be, I think that's going to be a very good game. Lazio fined for Balotelli racist abuse, blimey. Obviously that was back months ago, Mario Balotelli getting racially abused. And yeah. Yeah, I think that should end all the gossip. Obviously, wish there was a lot more, but we've gone over the transfer gossip and the big news. Oh, yeah, obviously, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to say something good. Oh, yeah, we won in the second half. Oh, wow, well done, Oli. Was it we scored one goal? Did we score, was it three? No, we didn't, unlike City in the first half. Oh, KDB saying it was. they only took 15 minutes to form a plan. Just shows how Banturus we are. They took 15 minutes to create a plan. Well done, Ollie. One style of play, four-year plan. Can't wait. <sighs> Depressing as a Manchester United fan. And we move on. Oh, blimey. Got through all the new news, which is very successful for once. Didn't take as long as I thought it would. And that's mad, really. But I'd like to thank you guys for tuning into the first episode. And me and Miles were absolutely flabbergasted. We had over 32 plays, 26 on Spotify. I'm absolutely I'm gobsmacked, really. So I only have one p- p- person to thank, and that's you guys for tuning into this podcast. I didn't think we'll get 10, really, but it's down to you. You guys seem to really be liking it, and I thank you for that. And also... As I've said in the, pre- the the two previews, why not text us 
on Instagram, which is Talking Football Podcast, and on Anchor. I'll set, send, send the link if you want me to, so DM us on Instagram, which is Talking Football Podcast, and you can get your voice messages on the show, and we will answer your questions. So, yet again, I'd love to thank you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing, and I love you all. And moving on. And that will be the end of today's podcast, and I'm sorry there was not much to talk about as I've gone through all of it, which is, as I've said before, which is quite mad, but thank you for listening for this podcast, and watch out for next week as we'll be discussing, obviously the main topics will be Liverpool versus Spurs, or we should be the other way around, Spurs versus Liverpool, and Aston Villa versus Manchester City. Until then, take care, God bless. And remember, the Talking Football Podcast is the number one hub for your football news and talking football. And remember to tune in next week. Thank you very much. Good night. God bless. Thank you very much.